Welcome to the last episode of CEN Podcast. Today, we are talking about our senior year recap. But before that, Hackers will be giving us our news update. Hi, welcome back to, to the last news update of the year. For today, we will be talking about the Russian Ukraine update, Ebola outbreak, and El Salvador crisis. The House Speaker Nancy Pelosi led a congressional delegation to meet with Ukrainian President Zelensky and Kiev. The U.S. and many countries in Europe have pledged to send a variety of defensive weapons to help Ukraine hold off Russian advance. Actress and activist Angelina Jolie made a surprise visit to a bordering school and a medical institution in Ukraine. Also, health authorities in the Democratic Republic of Congo are scrambling to contain the Ebola outbreak after a second person died from the virus. Health authorities are trying to figure out who else may have been contracted may have contracted the virus. So far, 145 people have been listed as contacts. The previous outbreaks were in 2020 when 130 cases were reported and in 2018 when 54 cases were reported. Now, the president of El Salvador has extended the state of emergency after a spike in killings in the recent months. More than 18,000 Salvadorans have been imprisoned in recent weeks, some of which are innocent. The state of emergency has suspended key civil liberties guaranteed in the Constitution, but most Salvadorans are not complaining because the endless bloodshed of gangs have terrorized them. El Salvador is widely regarded as one of the deadliest places on earth that is not a war zone. Now, onto the middle segment where we will be talking about our yesterday experience and our senior year. Hello, everyone. I will be leading today's middle segment as we close out our podcast with my favorite seniors. Yes, you've heard me right, my favorite seniors. <laughs> um, and I will be asking some questions and they will be answering honestly. So let's go ahead and start with an easy one. How long have you been at Yes Prep Northside? Since, for me, since sixth grade, so like seven years. Since this grade as well. Yeah, I've been here since sixth grade as well. Oh, you guys have been here for a while. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. um, if you could pick one favorite thing about being here at Northside, what would that memory be? For me, I think for me, my favorite ever memory was recently made and that was taking my senior picture i feel like that just felt like such an accomplishment and a relief especially because this year like has been really hard for me and like just seeing like those pictures on my phone with like my grad hat and like and like my with like the the cap and the gown it just makes me so emotional because like it's finally ending like (laughs) in a good way yeah um, for me, I feel like this whole year specifically was a very good year for me because I made like several new friends, two of them being Aureli and Jose, or Jose <laughs> I got closer to him and Aureli, I became friends with him. Um, but yeah, I feel like the memories I've made this year are going to stay with me forever. Like the senior activities we've done so far and the senior activities that are still going to like come. And yeah. Um, my favorite memory, good trips. Mm-hmm. My favorite memory was the sixth grade trip. <laughs> um, I don't know. I just had so much fun because we went to Louisiana. Oh, I really liked it. Yeah. Also, I my friend group back then was was my favorite friend group. I think <laughs> so. I really enjoyed that time. But yeah. I'm gonna add in a question here that I didn't put on the thing. Um, if you could, how would you describe your time here at Yes? Mm, I think middle school was. I think middle school for me was kind of fun, but high school was more of a struggle. I don't know. There's so many things happening in high school, like throughout high school, and especially because of COVID, everything just changed. Yeah. I would describe my whole experience. Um, 
I would say, I don't know how to explain it. Like a mix of good and bad. Kind of like, I would say, okay, unpredictable. There you go. <laughs> like, it was very unpredictable. Like, a bunch of things that, like, happened, I never knew what happened. Yeah, that's basically how I would describe it. I would say, like, a very, yes, unpredictable, but, like, also challenging in a way. Like yes, it was a good experience. I really, I really love the experience being here. But like, because we are smaller, we have a smaller class size. I feel like that made it more challenging for me in a way. Like, I don't know. You just heard about everything happening, and like also like, it was hard. I don't know how to describe it, but basically like it, just, it was just a very often. It was very challenging for me. Um, what are some things that you wish you had done differently? I wish I would have focused a little more on school because I remember when like, because <laughs> I remember during COVID, like when we first went online, I don't know what happened to me, but like I could not do any type of school work. Like all of my friends back then, they would be like, you need to log on and like watch the video and like do the exit ticket. But I'm like, no, it's okay. I'll be fine. And like that dropped my GPA so down. And then like my G, like basically I just faced the consequences of my own actions. And I was like, oh my gosh, how did I end up here? Like I had like my GPA went so down, and that like I don't, that took like such a big toll on my mental health, especially because just like being here. You just like everywhere you go, you just hear college this, college that. Mm -hmm. Like my friend got an A. Like my friend is going to like this school. My friend has a 4.0 GPA. Like you just, I don't know. You kind of feel like a competition, and you kind of feel like you have to be better than everybody else, or like be in the top 25, be in the mm -hmm. top 10, be in NHS. So this is very stressful, and I wish I would like focus a little bit more, so I would have like avoided that stress. Hmm. I feel like for me. I wish I would have enjoyed my freshman, sophomore year a little bit more because I, like, focused too much on my grade. Like, especially because of the pressure my parents put on me. Like, um, I did whatever I could to get an A, and I would not accept, like, any Bs. Or, like, I was just very hard on myself, and I set very high expectations on myself. And I was just – I prioritized my grades over my mental health, and I was just a very, like, dark – um period of my life to be honest and so i wish i would have enjoyed those years instead of focusing so much on um being like like basically um trying to reach my expectations i did for myself um for me it's gonna be building a relationship with friends i feel like i didn't really build a good relationship with some people and kind of like what Sam was saying, like we are a smaller class, so like I don't really, there's only so many people I can actually talk to today. So it's just like, I wish I became closer to the people I've been stuck with for seven years. So yeah. Like, She's been kind of stuck with that. for seven years. <laughs> well, I'm kind of, I'm sorry. Sorry, that's, that's kind of rude. That I've been with. <laughs> <laughs> On air, everybody. Hakez has been stuck with everyone for seven years. <laughs> I have been with. Well, he meant that. He meant that. Team, 
Do you believe that you have been well supported and do you feel ready for college? <laughs> I feel like yes, but only with certain teachers mm -hmm. um, and also certain friends um, or yeah, classmates. Um, I feel like there's always, every year for me at least, there's been a teacher that I feel like has supported their students and I feel I, I feel supported by them. I feel supported. Mm -hmm. Yeah, um, and also for my friends, they've been supportive since the beginning. Since we were friends, since we started being friends, they've always been supportive of me. And so yes, I feel supported. As for that, you're ready for college. <laughs> uh, I say yes and no because I don't know what college is like, and so. I cannot just say yes, I'm prepared, I'm ready, you know, um, but yeah. I feel like I have been well supported by some of my teachers, like Sam said, there's like a certain, there's certain teachers that like do care about you, mm -hmm. or like also it comes in my end too, wanting to like talk to them and stuff. So the teachers that I did try talking to them and like they gave back the same energy to me, they did like support me. And I would like to, I, I don't know if she listens to this, but Miss Acosta, like, yeah. Every day, I would just go into the college corner, and I would be like, "Miss, I need to change my major. Miss, I don't think I want to go here anymore." <laughs> and she would just, she would just sit there and listen to me. Like no matter, like every day, I would walk in there and be like, "I want to be a doctor. No, I want to be a lawyer." <laughs> like she used to support it, so she like definitely support. I feel like her support definitely like helped me get through this year. Mm -hmm. And after the college question, I personally think I am ready for college. I feel like the experience that I've had here have helped me in a way to like be ready for college. The only thing that I wish like that would have like helped me a little, get me better prepared for college was having like classmates that cared a little bit more because like being in like class in here sometimes is difficult when you have like certain classmates that aren't like, I don't know how to explain it. But you sometimes don't feel like like the classes you're taking right now are gonna be like the classes that are in college. That's mm -hmm. what I'm saying. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I do feel like a little well supported, especially by our college counselors. Um, I also want to give a shout out to Costa because Costa, <laughs> <laughs> she was amazing. Um, this is one time. Oh, it was actually recently <laughs> that I, I told her that my GW application or admission was rescinded, and I thought she was gonna be mad. <laughs> but then when I told her. She like she was ready to call them and so and so we we literally that time at that moment we started calling them. So like we're gonna call them right now. And then we were on we were on the phone for like 40 minutes and eventually we ended up getting my admission back. So okay. I'm very happy about that. Now and am I ready for college? Um let's see kinda. Because again, like what Samantha said, I don't really know what college is like. Yeah. Um but I do think I do think that I'm a because I feel like I can, I can easily adapt to anything. Mm -hmm. Is there anything else you would like to say to anybody before you before we move on to the next question? Like to anybody? Yeah, to any teachers or anything oh. that you want to say to anybody. You don't have to. I just thought about it since y'all gave shout outs to Miss Aquista. <laughs> I forgot all my teachers' names. <laughs> I actually want to give all the shout out to all the teachers because they've honestly been, 
I don't know. I feel like every time you ask for something, like they will help you, mm-hmm. and like they won't like never neglect you or deny you like help. It's like, oh my god, oh, especially Miss Dupont, because today uh-huh. we had our AP uh-huh. exam. Yes, oh, yeah. yes, we had our AP exam, and while we were, I, well, I was taking like, well, for me when I was taking it, I just remembered all of the reviews that we went through and all of the games we played. I don't know. It just made me feel nice. <laughs> Made me feel well prepared. Okay. And I feel like you actually did, Mr. Kwan, actually did prepare us like perfectly for the AP exam because like she, for every unit exam we had, she created a study guide for yeah. us and some of us didn't do it, but like she still, <laughs> I did it, I did some of them. But like she still put in that effort, she never gave up on us. And even mm-hmm. though we didn't do them sometimes, she still continued to do them. And she, she's been reviewing with us for the AP exam for the past two weeks. Um, and so, yeah, shout out to her. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> I didn't mean me. <laughs> I meant other people. Um, I want to also go to Chef's Music Pond because... <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> y'all. Because she would, every day she would hit us to study, to review, like, every single day. So she wanted us to pass so bad. And also... <laughs> <laughs> Like, it really showed that she really cares about us. And um, also with the Unit 3, I really like how she loved the Supreme Court cases. Oh, yeah. 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 It was really fun. fun. It was something different. And I really enjoyed it. Yeah. Well, thanks, y'all. <laughs> that makes me feel great. <laughs> um, well, okay. I'll use this time to do this now before we get too sentimental. Um, I just want to say to each of you how you have impacted my life with you being here and, like, getting to have you as students. So I'll start with Aureli because she's the OG. Um, Aureli has been a part of this current events club since I had the idea for it. And in both years, she has been one of a small group of people, like one of four, basically four or five, um, who has, who stepped up to contribute to just an idea that I had. Um, And I love that you bring strong opinions, well-researched opinions, um, and just a positive attitude to every meeting that we've had, to hanging out in class. Um, even last year in that crazy third period room that we had for crush, oh. I knew that I could just look at Aureli and I couldn't see her smile because of her mask, but I could see it on her face that was almost like a, you go miss, you got this type of attitude that just would help me get through my days. And I really appreciated that. And um, it's been such a joy to have you as a part of the club. So I love you and I love that you've been a part of it for so long. Um, To Jose, our only man, (laughs) I so appreciate your insight to everything that we do. You have a way of communicating your opinion that anybody could understand what you mean, but also feel very affected by. Um, Anytime you step up to speak, it makes me stop and think a little bit about what we've been talking about. And I think that's such an important skill to have, especially somebody who wants to be in politics one day. You have a great way of communicating. Um, I've appreciated your putting up with our shenanigans <laughs> in, the, in the group and, and dealing with us on a daily basis. And I've also just enjoyed having you as a student. I think you're a wonderful student and you're going to be very successful at GWU. And I'm so glad that they let you back in because it's ridiculous. Uh, yeah. And then to Samantha, 
our super sweetheart. Um, you are just such a light to us all and all of your news updates. Well, Jose as well does some news updates, but I, I so appreciate each of the stories that you find um, and the way that you manage to find different things that are across a wide, wide range of topics. Um, I think your work in APGov is a testament to what you've mentioned earlier about how hard you work on things. Like I value somebody who's willing to put in the work ethic to do the best work that they can. And, and I've watched you do that every day for the last year and a half or so um, that I've been able to, to be your teacher. And so I appreciate everything that you've done. And I assure you, you have met some very high expectations. Yeah. So I am incredibly proud of all three of you because as students and as people, you have just been such a joy and a pleasure to teach and a great reminder of why I chose this career in the first place. So I appreciate you all. And with that, we will end on our last question. And it is, what is some advice that you could give the class of 2023? I want to tell the class of 2023 to not lose yourself. Mm. <laughs> but uh, I feel like senior year can be very eventful, especially like deciding on where you want to go, if you want to stay home, if you want to go out of state, what do you want to study? It can be like, you can feel a lot of pressure and stress, especially if you have like, like my family, for instance, they were like on my neck telling me like, what are you going to do? What are you going to study? How are you going to pay for school? Like, why, why do you want to go there? And it was, it was, I felt a lot of pressure and stress. And it's, I don't know, it was very tiring, especially dealing with like that plus work, plus schoolwork, plus all of my other schoolwork and clubs and stuff like that. But and I and I also like lost myself in the process of this like of trying to like figure out where I wanted to go and stuff. But I'm glad that I found myself kind of ish again. So I just want to tell like class of 2023 to like be patient with yourself and don't lose yourself throughout the process of learning where you want to go. I would say um, do what you want. That's something that I struggled with this year, like. I had to make college decisions based on like um, what I wanted and also what my parents wanted because I am the oldest and so like I have to choose between like either staying here or moving um, to study what I want to study. Um, and so do what you want. Don't let anyone like get in the way of your goals, your life that you want, your dreams. Um, and then, and then I say I said apply to scholarships because I feel like that's something that we all just didn't do a lot this year. Like take the time to do the short ones. They don't take they don't take that much. You need to put your name, like you know, they don't ask for any essays. Apply to scholarships, especially if you know you need them. because um, that's something that I didn't do this year really. Yeah. Yeah. I I I agree with what everybody said. Um don't lose yourself. Like I have lost myself so many times, especially in the second semester. Um, I guess been times where I just think I'm thinking about this one thing, which is usually college. I'm thinking, where am I gonna go? Because it's been times where like, like I've always wanted to go to a four year, but then there's been a time where I thought HEC was my only choice. It was bad about HEC that I always thought I was gonna go to a four year, 
And then just the thought of me thinking that I was in a good ABC, I just felt like so defeated. And like there's been times where I just didn't want to talk to anyone or like I didn't even want to be around anyone because like I just felt so defeated. Like that's literally all I would think about every single day. And so like sometimes I'd just be in class like thinking about that. And so it put so much pressure on me that I just felt so stressed. I don't know, I just like I felt lost most of the time. And I just feel like the clients are doing three, I feel like they should just be patient. And I feel like they should always have like time for themselves, like always take a break if they need it. Mm -hmm. Any final words, seniors, for a final podcast? Uh, I just want to say that I really enjoyed this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Even though there was times where I was like, oh my gosh, tomorrow's Monday, I haven't wrote anything. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I just really enjoyed this podcast. I really like talking about like politics and stuff like that. Because I feel like sometimes it's hard to find people to talk about politics because some people don't want to talk about politics, which is fine. But, you know, just having a space where, you know, like your opinions are welcomed and, you know, your opinions are safe and respected. That's just a nice feeling to know. I want to say thank you again to Ms. Dupont for giving us this opportunity to be part of um, the podcast because it has been such a fun experience, like being able to discuss different topics with all three of you guys. And yeah, thank you for this opportunity and for leading this. Yeah, I just want to say thank you, Ms. Dupont. Thank you for everything. Um, it's, been, it's been really fun. I really like the topics that we, that we talked about. Every topic, there's not, there has not been one topic that I didn't like. Mm -hmm. um, and some were new to me, and I had to do research, but I really, I really like the fact that I had to do research because I don't know, I just educated, mm -hmm. it just educated me, and it like brought a new interest to me. And yeah, that's all. That's all. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, with that, I will close out our final middle segment. Like I said before, it's been a joy to have this podcast with you guys. And I'm so glad that we got to do it all together. So now, Aureli, will you please share our final spooky story yes. with us? <laughs> so for today's spooky story, we'll be talking a man who is best known as the Candy Man. This story is a bit graphic, so viewer's discretion is advised. His real name is Dean Coral. Dean Coral was born in 1939 in Fort Wayne, Indiana. His parents reportedly never had a happy marriage, and they would often argue. His parents first divorced in 1946 and briefly reconciled afterwards, afterwards, getting married once again. But after they got divorced a second time, his mother decided to spend some time traveling around the South. She eventually remarried and traveled a traveling salesman, and the family settled in Vidor, Texas. In school, Coral was reportedly a well-behaved yet solitary young boy. His grades were apparently decent enough to escape notice, and he occasionally dated girls from school or from the neighborhood. To everyone in the Houston, in his Houston neighborhood, Dean Curl seemed like a decent, ordinary man. He was known for spending most of his time at the small candy factory that his mother owned, and he got along, he got along well with many of the neighborhood kids. The candy factory itself seemed to attract several teenage boys, boys, both as employees and as customers. Some of them were runaways or troubled youth. He even gave free candy to local school children, which earned him the nickname Candy Man. But behind his sweet smile. Dean Curl had a dark secret. He was a serial killer who murdered at least 28 young men and boys in the early 1970s. In his family's candy shop, Curl was said to be openly flirtatious with the youths and befriend many of them. Among them was a 12-year-old David Brooks, 
who, like many children, was first introduced to Carl with offers of candy and a place to hang out. But over a period of two years, Carl groomed Brooks and steadily built his trust. By the time Brooks was 14, Carl was reg regularly sexually assaulting the boy and bribing him with gifts and money for his silence. Carl ended up doing this to about 28 more young boys and even making some of, some of them his accomplices. Shockingly, the person who killed Carl was one of his own accomplices, a teenage boy who he had groomed to help him with his murder spree. Fun fact, Dean Coral coined the term serial killer. So the FBI behavioral unit did not actually have that term together until they studied this case because he was kind of like the first. And he's still ongoing. And he's still and he's, he's still going. He's still going. <laughs> And that's it for our last spooky story. And now on to Sam with our last closing. That concludes this year's CN podcast. We hope you guys enjoyed it as much as we did. For the last time, thank you for joining and supporting us. Thank you to our sponsor, Ms. Griffin, and thank you to Ms. Dupont for giving us the opportunity to be a part of this. Have a good rest of the school year and soon summer break. Bye! Bye.